I want to talk to you just for a few moments this morning about reflect and remember. Reflect and remember. As we come to the end of 2017, we're getting ready to put this year behind us. Some of us, as we've testified this morning, have had some great things happen. There have been some great losses that have happened. We've had some ups and downs, hills and valleys through this year. Some of us are looking forward to 2018. What is God going to do? Some may say 2018 has got to be better than 2017. (laughs) You know, it went through some things. Certainly God has blessed me, but boy, I'm looking forward to 2018 because it's got to be better than 2017. Some of us are saying 2017 was a great year. How is God going to top it in 2018? Boy, what's he going to do now? And for others, it may just be the same old, same old thing. You know, it's like, well, one year's gone. Now another year's coming. You know, that type of thing. And so before we move into next year, I just want us to take a moment to reflect and remember, as we've testified this morning, on the goodness of God, because God would have us do that. Amen. Now, listen, we're not a people that are going to put our hand to the plow and look backward. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going to 2018, looking back at 2017 with our head turned around. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to move forward. No matter the good, the bad, and come on, the ugly. (laughs) No matter what happened, we're moving forward. But God, I believe this morning, just wants us to take just a moment and reflect and remember on what we've gone through in 2017. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1, this is a psalm of David, a great psalm of David. He said these words, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth, come on, is renewed like the eagles. When I, when I look at this passage of scripture and really break down what David has said here, it's, it's so much more than just a song. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. It, it's so much more when David wrote this. I mean, David was going through something when he wrote this psalm, when he wrote this passage, and it means so much. You know, when I look at it and I say, D- David said these words, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He didn't say, just bless the Lord with your lips. I'm going to say, bless you, Lord. Bless the Lord with your hands. Certainly we are to do that. Raise our hands in the sanctuary. Come on and lift our hands before the Lord. We are to do that. He didn't just say, bless the Lord with your feet. We're supposed to dance before the Lord. Come on. And David said, hey, look, I'll be even more indignified than this, uh, you know, because God has blessed me so much. So we're certainly supposed to dance before the Lord. But here, David went so much further, we don't even realize. He said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. What does that mean? Your soul is a part of you that nobody knows. Come on, you don't know what's really in me. You don't know really what my emotions are deep down. You only know what I show you. 
I mean, if I'm happy, I can show you that I'm happy, but I can also keep it inside. If I'm depressed, I I can either show you that I'm depressed, but I can also, that might be a secret. You see, the soul is the secret part of you, the mind, the will, and the emotions. It's a very precious part of you that you don't necessarily share with everybody. But David said, with my very being, with the essence of who I am, I bless you, Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. In case you're not getting it, let me take it a little bit further. The soul, then he said, he goes on, in case you don't understand what he's saying, and all that is within me. Here's what he's saying. Everything, all of my good times, all of my successes, all the times I've overcome, all of my happiness, all of my joy, bless you, Lord. But he's also saying all of my disappointments, all of my offenses, and watch this now, All of my iniquities, I bless you, Lord. All of my shortcomings, all of my failures. Who would take their, most would take their iniquities and hide it from the Lord. David is blessing the Lord with it. Do you get it? He's laying it before God. His sin, his very sin, he lays before the Lord. He doesn't try to hide it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. And then he says these words, forget not his benefits. What benefits? Well, he tells you. First of all, he forgives your iniquities. Come on. He forgives your iniquities. He just does it. Forgiveness is in him. His mercy is new every morning. Come on. He forgives them. Number two, he heals your diseases. I don't care what you're going through. God is there with you. He heals your diseases. Number three, he redeems you from destruction. That means even when you're headed for destruction and you've done it yourself, he still redeems you from it. Come on. Not when destruction slips up on you and you didn't see it coming. I'm talking about when you knew there was destruction. Come on now. I'm going to talk for real just for a moment. When you knew there was destruction and you still went that way, God redeems you from it. Remember last week, he conquers you to bless you. God redeems you. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. God satisfies your mouth with good things, and then he renews your youth. And we must not forget these things. We cannot forget them. Because there's a problem when it comes to forgetting things. You see, when you forget God's benefits, number one, God, it, 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 it leads to rebellion. It really does. When you, when, your mind, when you begin to forget God's benefits. Psalm 106, 7 says, Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitudes of your mercies, but rebelled by the Red Sea. Even though the children of Israel had just witnessed the miraculous ten plagues of Egypt and escaped 400 years of slavery, they soon forgot his many acts of kindness and uh, what he had done for them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. When you forget, it causes you to rebel. Number one. Number two, forgetting makes us do foolish things. Keep up with me, Sarah. Come on. You can do it. You're young. You got a good mind. Forgetting makes us do foolish things. 
Psalm 106, 12 to 14 says, they, then they believed his words, they sang his praise, they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. And it says, they tested God. It makes us do foolish things when you forget, when you don't remember. Sometimes folks want to do foolish things, and so they put it out of their mind. Come on, I know none of y'all have never done that. But I know there's some people that wanted to do something foolish, and so they just didn't think about the Lord at that moment. I can't think about the Bible. I won't think about the Lord because I know this is a foolish thing, this thing I'm about to say. I'm about to give someone a piece of my mind. Forgetting leads to rebellion. Forgetting makes us do foolish things. And I'm going to tell you this right now why you don't want to forget. Because forgetting ignites God's anger. 1 Samuel 12, 9, And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of King Moab, and they fought against them. Don't forget. Or God will cause you to remember. <laughs> Come on now. And so we must remember. That's why David said, forget not my benefits. You know what we need to do? And I'm wrapping it up with this. We need to fight spiritual amnesia. <laughs> Come on now. We need to fight some spiritual amnesia. We really do. It's important for, listen, it's important for us to remember because God himself remembers. After the flood in Genesis 9, God said that he would remember his covenant, which is between him and us and every living creature of all flesh. And he promised never to destroy the earth again by water. Why? Because he remembered the covenant that he made. He remembers that. In Genesis 19, the Bible says that God destroyed all the cities, remember, of Sodom and Gomorrah. But I don't know if you, you've read this or you remember reading this. You remember but the Bible actually says that God remembered Abraham and saved Lot. He remembered Abraham and he sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow because of his memory of, wait a minute. First Samuel, Hannah was provoked to misery. She couldn't bear a child. She prayed and wept in the presence of the Lord and in the house of the Lord. And the Bible says that later, God remembered her because she came to his presence. God remembered her and he opened her womb and he blessed her. And in Psalm 105.8 says that he remembered his covenant. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. You got to have a good memory if you're going to command something for a thousand generations. Come on. God remembers. So let me just give you this three ways to fight spiritual amnesia. First of all, we need to do this, this thing between our ears. We need to think. Number one thing, meditate. What are some events that you can look back on as we did this morning and we testified? That's why I had us testify this morning. What are some events that you can look back on, you know, as, as, a, as a pile of stones that you're marking a definite monument or a moment for you when God showed his power in your life? Don't forget that. Remember that. Bring that up to yourself. Psalm 77, 12, you, you, I, you, I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Think about it. Memorize scripture is a good way to keep God on your mind. And then number two, thank. Remember, have a thankful heart. We talked about this at Thanksgiving. 
Have a thankful life. Engage your heart in gratitude for what he has done. Psalm 9.1, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Be thankful that you don't already, that you, uh, don't already have everything you desire. <laughs> because if you did, what would you have to look forward to? Be thankful that uh, when you don't know something, because it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful for difficult times. It gives you an opportunity to grow. Be thankful, watch this now, for your limitations. They give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for every new challenge. It will build your strength and your character. Be thankful, saints, for your mistakes. Be thankful for them. They will teach you valuable lessons. And be thankful when you're tired and weary. Because it means you've given your all. Think and thank. And finally, tell. Go and tell it. Come on. Once we've spent some time remembering and thanking the Lord for the great things that he has done for us, the joy of those memories should overflow in our conversation. Tell about the goodness of God. Colossians 4, 5, and 6, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. He says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Always have the word of God in your mouth. Always have a testimony with you. You may have trouble remembering God's miracles in your life. You may think, my life has been one long, hard nightmare. How can I remember God's miracles when I haven't experienced them. And I want to tell you this. Our experience in faith can really inspire us. But our miracles are not meant to be a foundation of faith. I'm going to say that again. The miracles that happen in your life, saints. Now, for unbelievers, it is. It draws them to the Lord. But the miracles that happen in your life are not meant to be a foundation of faith. That is why God's word always points us to what Jesus has done. We are to remember his victory on the cross and cling to it by faith. He alone empowers us to victory by his spirit. That's why you always hear some seasoned saints say, if God never did anything else for me. Some people think that's not faith. But I believe that it is. If God never does anything else for me, then he's done enough. God's blessed me. We have to go into this next year with a thankful heart, not looking back, but just remembering, learning, and always thanking God for what he's done, knowing that he has such great miracles and such great blessings before us. Be thankful and think of others. Let me end with this illustration, and then I want us to pray. A man once took his children to a restaurant. You may have heard this story. His six-year-old son asked if he could say grace. Can I say grace, Daddy? And as they bowed their heads, he said, God is good. God is great. Thank you for the food. And I would thank you even more if Mom gets us ice cream for dessert. And liberty and justice for all. Amen. <laughs> that was his prayer. Well, along with the laughter from the other customers nearby, a woman remarked, that's what's wrong with this country. 
Kids today don't even know how to pray, asking God for ice cream. Why, I never. Hearing this, the man's son burst into tears and asked his dad, did I do it wrong? Is, is God mad at me? And as the father held him and assured him that he had done a terrific job and God was certainly not mad at him, an elderly man approached the table. He winked at the little boy and he said, I happen to know that God thought that that was a great prayer. Really? The little boy asked. He said, cross my heart. And in a theatrical whisper, he added, indicating the woman who had made the remark, too bad she never asks God for ice cream. Ice cream is good for the soul sometimes. Well, naturally, the man bought his son ice cream at the end of the meal. The boy stared at his for a moment and did, did, then did something his father would remember for the rest of his life. He picked up his Sunday and without a word walked over and placed it in front of the woman. And with a big smile, he told her, here, this is for you. Ice cream is good for the soul sometimes, and my soul is pretty good right now. <laughs> he was able to give. <laughs> sometimes we as Christians need to stop along life's road and look back. And although it might have been winding and steep, there may have been hills and valleys, we can see how God has directed us with his faithfulness. And when we face difficulties, we sometimes forget God's faithfulness and his blessing. You know, we see only the detours and the dangerous paths sometimes. But look back and you will also see the joy of victory, the challenge of the climb, and the presence of your traveling companion, the Lord Jesus, who has promised to never leave you or forsake you. So take a few moments, even today, as we, year, as we end this year, to reflect and remember on God's blessing and his goodness. Amen.